often what you hear out there is that debt-free life is the way to go. If you're debt-free, this is how you're going to feel whatever. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel free. You're going to feel all these things. And I don't teach that. I say freedom at any wage. And because you have to create the life that you want, and that comes no matter how much money you make, because what all of a sudden you're debt free and now you're going to feel confident. And a lot of times people give up on that because they see the big number and they feel like this is just so much for me to get to. They feel the stress, they feel the burden of budgeting, feeling restricted, feeling all of these things. So to me, it's not about the debt. There are many buckets that you have to hit in your financial picture, not just paying off debt. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Hello, be it till you see it listener. I love you. I'm just, I'm just so excited um, that we get to do this every week. Thank you for uh, pressing play on this and uh, downloading this podcast wherever you listen to it. It's really, it's actually it means so much to us. Um, believe it or not, those things actually matter. And <laughs> so. I'm grateful that you listen to these things, but those are the things that matter. And, and today um, I brought in a tax accountant and do not stop listening. Holy moly. I promise this is not like going to tax accounting class. Damari Gold, who is such a delight. Uh, she came in cause I, I was talking to her. I met her through Renee Dick, another podcast guest we had. And, um, I just asked her, I said like, you know, do you know any other epic women we should have on? And, um, when she introduced me to Damari, I was like, oh my gosh, she is the coolest tax accountant. She, uh, she has so many gems in here for you. So if you're afraid of money, if like debt scares you, if taking the leap of being it till you see it is like hung up on what money you do or don't have. I need you to listen to this episode so much. This is probably when you're going to save and re-listen to because she really makes things less scary. And I think you're going to realize that she and you and I were all the same. <laughs> and, um, I, I just, it's joy. It's easy. And, um, it, it's not scary. Like finances can be scary. This is not scary. And she really has some great tips for you. So Take a listen to the coolest tax accountant you will ever hear. (laughs) I don't think I could ever beat this. Thank you so much. After this brief message, we'll have Damari Gold. As you know, you cannot fit you in around everything else. Instead, I have my students schedule their life around their Pilates. I want to give you a free 30-minute Pilates workout. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash beitpod. Again, onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. And let me help you make time for you. At OPC, our 30-minute workouts help you do life better. Hi, welcome back to the Be It Till You See It podcast. I have Damari Gold here with us today. Y'all, I 
I tell you all the time that it is important to have like lean into your friends and let people know what you're working on. And that is because I asked, I asked Renee Dick, who was a podcast guest of ours recently, who else should I have? Who else should I talk to? And she was like, hands down, Damari Gold, you have to talk to her. She is amazing. And y'all, I have had many times when I got to talk to her already. She is amazing. I've, I'm obsessed with what she's doing and I can't wait for you to hear her words from herself. So Damari, hi, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. So can you tell everyone where you were like talking to you from, where you are at, what you're up to, how you got into what you're doing? Definitely. So I am in California. I, I'm the owner of the gold standard accounting and tax. So I'm a tax accountant by career and trade. Um, and we're located in Huntington beach. And how did I get started? So <laughs> Way back when, um, I think my passion for this type of industry uh, became apparent to me because I'm a natural problem solver. Um, and that's such I know a cool we... strength, natural problem solver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I think a lot of people tend to think that it's because of the numbers. And yes, I am a, a bit of a numbers gal, but um, I think most of it came from problem solving and in taxation. It's just no one picture is ever the same. So, right. so it really, there's lots of room to problem solve, I suppose. And I have also a very good gift at connecting the dots and seeing the big picture. Um, so I think that this industry was just the right call for me and you know, I'm good at it. So okay. <laughs> I'm that, happy. Is, that is really cool. I've actually, so, uh, you're the first tax accountant I've had on the awesome. podcast. And when I put this out, I didn't think like, oh, I'm going to have a tax accountant on here. But I also think you're the first one who who I've ever talked to is like a story like that. Like, I love mine. They're really good. They're really good at what they do. But they're kind of like, Leslie, you want to send that in? Because yeah. it's it's time to send it. <laughs> and yeah. what I love about you, first of all, how cool is your name gold? Because you get to have the gold standard as your title. Like, Yes. Well, it's my artist name. So I I picked it. It's my chosen last name. It's my Ah. chosen artist name. (laughs) Okay. If that's not being it till you see it though. So do you mind talking about that? No, no, no. no. um, So you were not Damari Gold by birth. So when did you decide, like, how did you decide like you were going (laughs) to give yourself an artist name? Well, okay. So my favorite color is gold and it was always such an odd, like, people would always say like, that's such an odd and like color to say. Right. And over it's time, true. As I, I think was, you're <laughs> the only person who's ever told me that gold is their favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as I, I think as those things came about, it, you know, have you ever heard of that thing about hearing things in threes? Right. Yeah. And at the time I was reading, um, think and grow rich. And in that he, Napoleon Hill talks about that they're more gold has been minded from the minds of men than actual physical gold. And it really stuck with me because I thought it's so true about how the gold really is in our, like we have it in a lot of it in ourselves and being able to dig that out and finding it. And so as I was developing my um, business name, I decided to go with the gold standard accounting and tax. And I thought, well, you know what? I'm just going to give myself the last name gold. <laughs> and that is how I came with my, my artist last name. <laughs> okay. Obsessed. Cause that is being until you see it. You're like, 
Yeah. I'm Damari Gold. I'm going to be the gold. I'm going to, I'm naming my company after this. Like I, <laughs> you went all in. I love that so much. So, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I have been tempted. I'm not going to no one freak out. I have a really good name, but, um, <laughs> but I grew up with my, my mom. She was like, you can change your name if you want to. And I'm like, how, what would I change it to? Like who, how would I, change? it's a long story. Everyone, I was not supposed to be named Leslie Logan. I was supposed to be named Morgan Jackson. So oh, <laughs> or Morgan Jackson like or something it. like that. And, uh, it, it, it didn't, it didn't stick. Uh, so <laughs> anyways, one day I'll have my parents on to tell how that story happened. Um, and, um, anyways, uh, but I wanted to have you on because something that I have been really, I've been hearing from people who struggle with being it till they see it, they struggle with putting themselves out there and trying new things is money. Money becomes this thing. And a lot of women, no offense, ladies Mm -hmm. out there who do get into their money, but a lot of women don't have, um, there's not a lot being we're we're taught about our personal finances, about Mm -hmm. money. Um, I, a few years ago told a coach, I was like, I think I like my next thing is I want to be an investor in women like led businesses. And I was like, so like talking really small, like, this is what I want. I was like, cause that's like, who does that? Cause you only hear about men doing it. You yes. don't hear there's, there are women doing it more and more lately, but you don't hear about it. And it's because I, I was never, no one told me how you do that. No one taught me about that. So mm-hmm. what, what is it? Like, what would you, there's a lot we could talk about here, but can mm-hmm. you tell me like, what do you see happening with women in their personal finances? And like, what happens if they actually understand them? What's, what, what's out there for them? Big time. I mean, this is something that I'm definitely passionate about because it is women. And, um, one of my slogans is be a confident money woman. And the reason why is because a lot of times when it comes to talking about money, when it comes to sharing on this area of our lives, there's a lot of shame sometimes that goes with it because success looks different for everyone. And sometimes when we feel like we're not meeting that status quo, when we're not meeting the conditioning that we have been brought up with, then we feel like we aren't successful or we aren't doing the right thing, or we are just not good with money. And one thing that I often share in um, a lot of podcasts and guest speaking that I'm on is I don't own a home. Um, I have $110,000 in student debt because I have a master's degree. So, and my baby is my business. My success is my business because I invested a lot of time, effort, energy. And to me, being able to see my practice, if your listeners want to go to my uh, website or if they take a look at our office, my tax office, our tax office looks nothing like any other tax office you've ever seen in your life. So the details in my office is just a reflection of, of me because I got tired of gray walls, cubicles, ugly offices. Like I spent a lot, the majority of my time there, right? So I wanted to give my clients and the experience something different because I'm not your daddy's accountant. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you're 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 trying to make it accessible for women to a want to go to the office because it's pretty and it's yes. welcoming, it's inviting, and and then also like understand that it's not like just because you're a tax accountant doesn't mean that like. Your, it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be scary, right? Because you're a human being mm-hmm. as well, who's exactly just like everyone else who graduated with student loan debt, because <laughs> that's what everyone does. No one's graduating mm-hmm. 
debt-free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what it is, is that oftentimes I think that this particular type of industry, because of the fact that it's for the most part has always been male dominated or the type of accountants, maybe that women have experienced or so on, maybe they make you feel dumb, or maybe they make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about and, and really offering that air, that place where it's safe for you to ask the questions, regardless whether you feel like it's a dumb question or it's anything. I do my best to answer in the best way possible. And also not to make you feel that way because literally nobody teaches you that. So how the hell am I supposed like, I've spent 15 years in this industry and I still have to learn a lot. There's still so much in this industry that it takes time. Right. And so how can I expect someone that doesn't do that for a living that isn't, you know, wasn't taught all of these things? How can I expect for them to um, know? Right. Totally. I think that's really nice to hear. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering like when people, like what are the things that people need to be thinking about when it comes to their personal finances? Because I think we get really um, caught up in what we don't have. And like, mm-hmm. you know, some people are scared to check their bank account <laughs> and, yeah. and um, you know, there's a lot of like, I have student, like shame around student loan debt, shame around if they don't own their house yet or whatever. And like, or maybe they've had to file bankruptcy or something. What are yeah. some areas that people should actually be paying attention to that might actually be a positive thing around this thing. topic? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, something that I've noticed uh, a pattern is really uh, for a lot of people is debt is such a heavy weight on their shoulders. And sometimes they don't even have to have a lot of debt. But again, often what you hear out there is that debt-free life is the way to go. If you're debt-free, this is how you're going to feel, whatever. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel free. You're going to feel all these things. And I don't teach that. I say freedom at any wage. And because you have to create the life that you want, and that comes no matter how much money you make, because what all of a sudden you're debt-free and now you're going to feel confident. And a lot of times people give up on that because they see the big number and they feel like this is just so much for me to get to. They feel the stress, they feel the burden of budgeting, feeling restricted, feeling all of these things. So to me, it's not about the debt. There are many buckets that you have to hit in your financial picture, not just paying off debt. Debt, debt to me is like, I don't care may God bless you and pay for it because I am not going to worry about it. Like I want to fix my life or I want to live my life in a way where I have the freedoms that I want. Time is something that I can never get back. And so looking at our finances, what's funny is that I was just talking to Renee today and it was so cool because we were talking about like the money situation and looking at your numbers and you know, it's like we came up with a phrase or I I was, I said to her, like, you know, the thing with numbers or the thing with looking at your finances and so on, it should serve you as an affirmation, not as a trigger. And look, right. (laughs) Say that one more time. Cause that's so good. Looking at our numbers, our finances, our money should serve you as an affirmation, not as a trigger. That is so good. Right. So good. (laughs) And so, because really the reality is, is that all of us are chasing something. I listen, guys, I have a ton of um, things that I have to work through with my money relationship because of my unhealed things, right? Because my mom, I'm a first-generation American. My mom was an immigrant. She came to this country with nothing. Um, 
having enough is something that is stays with me. And sometimes when I feel like I don't have enough, I don't make enough. And instead of really looking to see how is the universe, God, whatever you believe in supporting you by seeing the numbers, because I do sometimes look at them and I get stressed out, but then I think, man, like I've really, really dove into my business about a year ago. Like I left, I had a nine to five. Um, while I was building my business on the side and I couldn't pull the trigger on opening my own office and doing it because I was scared because I know that there was a lot more that, that went into it. So, but then I knew it, I, I wasn't happy with working for someone. I wasn't happy. And and although I've had great people that I've worked for and I've learned a lot, it it just wasn't fulfilling. So when I finally ripped the bandaid, went all in, like the evidence is there, the work that I've been putting in the numbers show it, and they should serve me as that, as an affirmation of my work. So there's so much, there's a few things in there that like, I'm like, Ooh, because, um, (laughs) so my family was not first generation you know, here, but, yeah. um, uh-huh. uh, not, not too far off. However, like there was not a lot of money. There was actually mm-hmm. very, very often there was none. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I have that trigger where I have a hard time going to the bank account because mm. my fear is like, there won't be enough in there. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I have that, like, it's, it's a totally dumb. I totally see that as like, but if yeah, you don't look, then how do you know it's in there? I'm like, everything is on yeah. auto pay, you know, like yeah. my student loans, <laughs> when they make you go to that meeting at school, like they make you go to the meeting and they're like, you are never getting away from these. And like (laughs) everyone, if you've never had to go to that meeting, they literally say, even if you cut a limb off, even if you lose a limb, even if you lose all of your limbs, if you're alive, those student loans are still there. (laughs) If you file bankruptcy, they're still there there. until Uh you die. They're there. Right. And so I had friends who adjusted their student loan payments because, you know, when you get out of college, you don't make a lot of money. And I was like, I am, I don't even want, I do not want these things around. So (laughs) I kept it at what it was. I like worked my hiney off on auto pay (laughs) with that. And, um, and I just, I had to get comfortable with debt because also Mm -hmm. what I discovered with debt, which is really interesting is if you don't have any debt, you don't have any credit cards, you also don't have a great credit score. It's not like you get like, like <laughs> exactly, it's a whole yeah. game that you have it to get is. good at managing debt and credit so that you, exactly. so it's that, that's its own topic. It's another day. Uh-huh, yep. <laughs> one. So I was so like, I don't want to know about that. Like whatever it's there, that whole bless it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When I paid off my student loans, I, I didn't even know it. I was in my office and I oh, got this wow. email that said, you made your last payment. And I was like, my last payment. Uh, what? What? <laughs> and yeah. you know, so um, so there is something to like because I didn't focus on that debt because I was like, it's gonna come out every month. There's nothing I can do about it. It's pay. It's like I. This is how much yeah. I have to make to make sure all of my auto pays go through. It actually was like so freeing that brain space of not letting what you said let it be a trigger. Um, yeah, it's taken me a long time because you know I and I some days I remind myself more than others, but. When you look at your numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And I look like the end of every month, we have to do payroll. Yeah. I, you know, uh, we are very careful about going, oh, we have to pay this much. It's like, we get to guess what our bills are this month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what they are this month. Uh-huh. So what do you think is holding? Because, you know, you were doing a side hustle before mm-hmm. you made, had your business. I, I see a lot of people 
not starting new things that they have like burning desires to do because of money. And what would you say, like, what is, is it a, obviously that if there's no money, then there's no money, but like, what are some things that they can think about or do to start that side hustle and get out of that money block? Just honestly, sometimes it's not even, there's no secret sauce. It's just fucking do it. Sorry. (laughs) You can cut your Just honestly, it really is that because the truth of the matter is that time is going to pass you by. Life is going to continue to happen and you will continue to feel the way you feel if you do not fulfill your life's legend. And I don't know if anybody's read The Alchemist, but it's a great book. And what it comes down to is that we can live our lives in continually thinking about something that we want to try or something that we want to do. A lot of times we have a fear of failure, right? So oftentimes that'll stop us. And if really you write down what your fear is, then if failure is it, like what happens if you fail? Like what people know that you failed. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Like, you know, a, a great story. Um, Atomic Edison, right? He, all the attempts he made, and literally, I'm talking thousands. And I, I was hearing, I forget what book, and he was writing the, let's say, 500 failed attempt. And the guy's like, Why do you keep doing it? He's like, This isn't a failure. This is attempt number 500 that didn't work. So yeah. now I know that I have 501 to kind of make this happen. Uh, and of course, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. So, <laughs> but that's, how it is. I mean, if you're passionate about something, if you really want to make something happen, because trust me, guys, I tried to move away from my vision. I really did. It, I literally five years, I was like, I tried and then I was like, no, never mind. Or this isn't going to work. Or this office area is not going to work. And I, it just, at some point I even almost said, you know what, maybe I should stop tax accounting altogether and just be an accounting manager consistent day in, day out, same. I tried it and it (laughs) it did not work. I couldn't get away from myself. So that's something that you have to keep in mind that it's like, if you have that in your heart, no matter what you try to do to steer away from it, it's always going to come back to you. It's always going to be in the back of your mind. It's always going to be something that you truly desire and allowing debt or money or the fact that we've maybe put ourselves in a financial situation that's not ideal sometimes can be difficult to rip that bandaid because we're thinking, okay, I still have to pay my bills. I get that. But debt doesn't have to be the ultimate definer because what happens is that you allow that to be your crutch. You say, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this, or I won't be able to get to my dream because I have to pay off my debt first. Right. Thank you for saying that. I I hear that all the time. Oh, I can't start that job yet. Or I can't do that training yet. Or I can't do that yet. Cause I got to pay this off first. And I, I, I don't know who, I don't know where that came from because I had a similar thing when I was, I graduated college. I had, you know, $50,000 of of student debt, loan debt Mm -hmm. and, um, credit card debt. Cause I also put some, put a bunch of college stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I can't get more loans for those books. Okay. <laughs> Did credit I read card? that book? Uh-huh. No, I didn't, <laughs> but they <laughs> exactly. said I would need it for the test. So I remember when someone's like, you should be a applies teacher. I literally thought, but I got to pay off this debt first. Like, yeah, Oh my God. If I had, that? if I had waited everyone. So just so y'all know, I paid it off at the age of 34. <laughs> oh, <Wow, nice. laughs> 
Like that would be so, but you know, so I think it's really an interesting thing. And I also, you know, I've said this before to clients who they come in cause they want to lose weight. And mm-hmm. my big thing is like, okay, well, what, what is that? What is that going to give you? Because like, it's not the weight. Right. Yeah. And that's also, I don't, I actually don't know how to do that for you, but I'd love to know what you think is going to happen on the other side of that. Right. And mm-hmm. they'll say different things, none of which really has anything to do with that, with the actual weight. They could do it now anyways. But I always tell people, it's like, you don't go around walking around with a scale on your neck where everyone has to see <laughs> that you gained or lost. Like yeah. I gain and lose several pounds in one day, you know, so yeah. we all do. So, um, we don't walk around with our debt or our credit score, like a little bubble uh, over yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it doesn't define us. And yet somehow it, we use it as a definition of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that you, I love that you said, just fucking do it because the <laughs> truth is, is like, that is the, like, you have to try it out. You have to try whatever's in you and then you can see possibilities, you know? So yeah. you opened your own business a year ago, um, a little over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, like, what are some surprises that you had and what are like good or bad? Like, is there anything that you're like, Oh, that was easier than I thought. Or, Oh, I wasn't expecting that to be so hard. Oh yeah. There's tons of it. So the first one I'm going to say is that when I found my place, because I had tried a few times and I knew about three years ago, I had written in my journal that we were going to have an office in Huntington Beach. And why Huntington Beach? Because I love the beach and I love the ocean. And at some point we want to be closer to the ocean. And so, and I just kept saying that, you know, what you were saying about be it before you are it. And so I kept saying that and I kept saying that to clients and so on. And, And two years later, it actually happened. And so when I walked into the space, when it was, I was having a moment that day and I was feeling down on myself because I was just like, where do I go from here? And like, I know I feel I have this desire. I don't know what to do. Like I want to have a brick and mortar, but I don't really know where and, or how this is going to happen. And so I went to go see the space and I, I walked in there and I knew, and I just absolutely knew. And guess what? Again, the numbers might've not been there for me immediately, but I was immediately supported by the universe and people around me where I was able to get the money to fix the place. I was able to get the money to make sure that we were good and that we had enough capital. And so it it was awesome just to see the fact that it's like things just came to be, right? Yeah. Now the surprise that a lot of times, and guys, I'm an accountant. So although I, I wrote out and structured what I thought like the costs were going to be and the overhead and all these things definitely was not prepared for this new overhead. And it was, it was, it's been, I'll say it's been a process because normally with all of the work that I've been doing on the side, I got to keep that. I didn't, I didn't have the rent to pay for an office. I didn't have an assistant to pay for. Um, I didn't have utilities and all of this marketing and all this stuff. Right. So that definitely took me to a whole new level of like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know that I, when I opened my studio, like I knew how much money I was paying in rent to my, the studio I was renting from. And so on average, like depending on if I was in town that month or not, it was between 1200 and $2,000. And so I thought, well, If I have, well, that's a, not bad, it's right? not that bad. Right. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm like, yeah. if I get a, a studio for myself, that's $1,600 or less, 
then even with utilities, whatever, like I'm mm-hmm. good, right? Totally yeah. good. Like I did the math on how much internet was going to be, yeah. my utilities, whatever. So I think it's going to be so good. And like some months will be more expensive than normal because I was traveling, but not yeah. that much. It would all like even itself out. <laughs> what exactly. you don't know is like the insurance that you have to pay when you own your own business is mm-hmm. not to scare anyone, but it was just like, oh, oh, that's how much that bill is actually. Yeah. Oh, that's different. Okay. No problem. Not a big mm-hmm. deal. And, then, you know, and then like you like, there's these like little hidden things and it's not to distract you. It's just like <clears throat> what mm-hmm. you said earlier is somehow the money does come or somehow things mm-hmm. show up for you. So when I opened my studio, I didn't have most of the equipment at all because it was late. Oh and yeah. And your equipment is so expensive. It's so <laughs> And I couldn't get a bank loan. So no bank Mm -hmm. would give me a loan. And I was like, is it because I'm not asking for enough? Like I'm showing profit this many years. I've been profiting every year I've been in business. And Mm -hmm. I think, I feel like it was, I didn't ask for it. You know, and you're like, maybe I didn't Mm -hmm. ask for enough. And they're like, this isn't Uh, a big enough thing for us. We don't deal with it. Anyways. mm -hmm. So I charged it. I charged 50% of the equipment on a credit card. Wait, while I was waiting the three months for it, I paid that off uh-huh. and then I charged the other <laughs> half and I was like, okay, okay. we're just going to let that do its thing. Cause that's what I don't have. I can't pay it off again in three months. Yeah. And, um, but people loaned me equipment so I could be in business nice. while I waited. Like you, it's, it's kind of like this thing. Um, I've heard people say it in different ways. We have Hazel Ortega who talks about miracle, uh, dream, um, miracle goals. And like, mm-hmm. I've had other, I've heard other people talk about how it's so important to have like God sized goals mm-hmm. because like we can only do this much. And logically you're like, how am I ever going to do that? But yeah. when you actually start the wheels in motion, you're surprised by, Oh, Oh, this person is like, remembered they owed me a bill or this person <laughs> is like, Hey, do you need that? I want to invest. You'd be surprised. So it's like so important that we actually do go big because yes. it works itself out. And it's, you know, you learn stuff along the way, but the other side is what, you know, you could have just been doing nine to five account managing and that would have like drained your soul. Cause that's not yes, what you're Well, for. it was, it was, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I mean, I did it for like three months and then I was like, man, F this place. So I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I knew that I had to go through that journey. I knew that I really had to, um, make it more. So it's an affirmation for me. Like it was just a confirmation that, where I belonged was not there. Yeah. And that as much as I try to get away from it, as much as I try to do something else, it just, that wasn't it. And sometimes our God-sized goals, our huge goals, because this happens to me, is that they get overwhelming because we want to be the ones to know how we're going to get there. And it's, it's one of those things where you really do have to sit back and be like, it's not up to me to know the how it's up to me to have faith that it will happen. And when it does, you know, it's going to be awesome. I love this. It's not at all what I thought a tax account would ever talk about when it comes to (laughs) (laughs) like knowing our personal finances and like taking big leaps. Oh, I'm so glad we got to do this talk. Okay. So we're going to take a brief commercial situation. And then we're going to find out where we can find you and also your tips for being it till you see it. I know how much you're enjoying this show. Me too. If you're looking to make more time for you and have more energy, get my free 30 minutes Pilates class at onlinepilatesclasses.com slash be it pod. If you're new here or haven't done this yet, this is a great way to start making yourself a priority. So head over to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash B-E-I-T-P-O-D. Now back to the show. 
Okay, Damari. So where can everyone find you if they're like, this girl is the first time I've ever heard someone talk about money that actually feels like they know me, get me, they are me. Where can they follow you or find you? They can find me on Instagram, Damari Gold, or they can go to our website, www. You have to put the triple W for some reason. I got to fix that, but damarigold.com. And I have to say, disclose it because I've been having that issue. So damarigold.com, um, that's our website and you can find other resources and contact information there as well. Awesome. We'll have all that in the show notes. And then Brad can also help you figure out yeah. what's going on there. Yeah, because usually you have to put like, I have to put the H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like, what is this? I don't, I, I don't say it. I just hope that internet's put it in there. And <laughs> I know. And that's what you would think. But when people, I've done it on browsers, damarigold.com, it won't like default and pull it. But I'm sure it's see, something in the back end. See, everyone's so, perfectly boring. To- <laughs> take messy action. Just find a workaround. Exactly. <laughs> um, messy beginnings are normal. Yeah. Messy beginnings are normal. That's a new phrase. I love it. Okay. So be it till you see it. Bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted steps that people can take so that they could be like you, so that they could do the thing that has been burning in them inside them. Inside. Oh man. Okay. Um, you know, if I would say, write it down, write your, your super huge, big vision that seemed like what you would not tell anybody or what you feel like somebody would judge you for or anything like that, write it down. And as you're going through life, become aware of how you're being supported in that, in that vision. So whether that be someone sort of encourages you with a word, maybe you hearing this is again, another affirmation to what you want to accomplish. Um, but become aware of your surroundings and the things that are directing you in the in that place because a lot of times we can feel these goals or we can feel this desire, but we don't write it down. So we just kind of internalize it and we don't put it out there. And sometimes putting it out there is might be the first scary part of things, writing it out, right? And then just think, what's the worst that can happen? Like literally break it down. What is the worst that can happen? What you fail? I don't know. Like, what I love that. that because I used to do, I'm like, what is the worst thing I have? Am I going to die? Cause that to me is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah true. That's yeah. it. So, and then I actually like realist. I'm like, Nope, I won't, I won't die from this. Yeah. Okay. Well, is well, it going to affect your health? Right? Like, is it going to do anything? And sometimes we don't have to run before we crawl. So don't think that just because you write it down, all of a sudden, this means that tomorrow you need to do this. It means that this can be something that you can build upon, that you can start off slowly, that you can grow and increment and just put to see if it does continue to ring or to pull on your heart. It's your passion. And I think just being able to see that written down and becoming aware of your surroundings or signs that are telling you that this is the direction that you should be heading in. Um, I think we'll just I make that it. decision-making all the more easier. I love that. I love that. It's such a simple thing that people, but it's so powerful and it does, it does totally allow you to see those. Uh, one of our guests, Joanna Vargas says like, call some feather touches. Like yeah. you put it out there, like there's feather touches out there. So, yeah. ah, Tamari Gold. 
You are amazing. I'm so <laughs> glad you. we got to have you on here and talk about this. Thanks for making us all realize that this money stuff that we have hanging overhead, letting us define us is not defining us. It's just something that's out there and there's bigger things for us out there. So just thank you so much. Everyone screenshot this podcast, tag Damari Gold Mm -hmm. on Instagram. We'll put her handle in the show notes as well. Um, And the Be It Till You See It pod. So Be It pod with your takeaways. What did you get from listening to this podcast so that she can see what you are taking away from, but also other people. And that might be this, that might be the sign that they needed to do what they're about to do. It's like a domino effect of things. (laughs) Ah, Thank you everyone. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the be it till you see it podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Tell You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Kevin and Bell at Desenio handle all of our audio editing and some social media content. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mondal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can. And to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.